Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. On this episode, uh, we make Trump a martyr. We do some water cooler ketchup. And we sue Beastburger for damages. Alright, enjoy the show. Can you confirm that? It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. Like when I watch, when I hear something like that and hear that, you know, the government's been manipulating people and taking down Black Panthers through the use of media and like making like the West yeah, Coast, yeah, yeah. East Coast and shit. I'm like, what else are they fucking doing? Maybe the earth is flat, <laughs> you know, like that's what it's I a mean. fine line, right? Yeah. Okay. I get you. I, I'm with you on that. That's why, listen, that's why I am of the... Yo, man, aliens have been around. They know they've been around, and they're just fucking easing us into it, but we shouldn't be eased. All those people from before were right. Like, I'm on that train, yeah, but it's like yeah. there's certain certain things make sense and certain things don't, right? Like, it's just, uh, I don't want to go down the conspiracy, like, rabbit hole of things, but the idea is just like, there are certain ones that make more sense, right? Like, there's, like, lizard people doesn't make that much sense. But, uh, like, I don't know. You think a scroll wrote Secret Invasion in the first place? <laughs> like, maybe there already are. <laughs> you never okay. Is that how you wanted it? <laughs> oh, I don't think it was how I wanted it. C Plus Productions proudly presents Can You Confirm That? Starring Gorob Wander and John Brown. Folks, welcome back to series four of Can You Confirm That? Fuck. Big one, eh? Yeah. This was the one. This was the one the bidding war began for. They got us. Channel four. Channel four took us from the BBC (laughs) four. We've uh, had a little bit of a break, a whole week longer than usual. So we both, I assume, are very well rested. Oh, and, yes. Uh, yes. I can't you hear know. you anymore. Oh, there you are. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who's tuned back in, who's still with us. We appreciate it. And uh, I think we're going to have a fun show today, or whatever we're calling it, podcast. I think uh, we're, it's, a, it's a wedding our feet day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, am I of uh, the same mind of you, John, that if for some reason after we record this and after we cut this, if we're not happy with it, we may not even post it because we might just extend the vacation for a week? Or oh, are I you get... of the mind that I should be bringing it? I should have my A-game today. I'm just curious. I just want to know where you are. Uh, I It hadn't crossed my mind, but um, I mean, ideally, I would I would love it if we were both the best we could be. <laughs> sure. All right. Okay. That's the dream. That's the the dream is always to be the best versions of ourselves. How it goes, we don't know. But hey, the season but four, we keep trucking along, and we'll find out, right? I have to cut a sound bite of Donald Trump in this episode. You know, it went bad. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm. I feel bad for him. You Do not, you? I don't know. I think it's gotten to the point where it's almost like. Um, 
I don't know if he wants to do what he's doing, right? Like, I don't think anybody who's facing their third indictment um, in history for the first time ever, like, you know what I mean? Like, this guy's holding on longer than Nixon. Like, it's just somewhere something happened to this man where he had to make a deal with someone, be it Vladimir or the devil or someone, or maybe even God. And this is what I'm getting at. Like... (laughs) Maybe the good guy. You guys said, excited? I need a bad guy. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like every good person needs their foil. Like, you know what I mean? Like the antagonist to the pro and like, and I almost feel like he might be fucking the chosen one. Are you guys or... excited for this episode today? Because <laughs> Gaurav is about to prove the existence of God right on this podcast. Well, we welcome all the new listeners like all the millions and millions of Christians out there uh, who are listening to hear the proof. Um. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to say though, don't forget to update the category tabs to include spiritual and comedy yeah. this week. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, but yes, he's the chosen. He must be right. Something somewhere from above said this man is going to be uh, the carrier of the cross, the bearer of all of the bullshit and, and though he will not want to do it, he will continue to do it. And he will drag uh, the country to the civil war that they so deservingly deserve. Right? Like, it's just... Oh, my God. You know? Series four of Can You Confirm That starts with us making Donald Trump a martyr. <laughs> I just... It's... Don't look at me or don't don't be surprised in in like 2034 or whatever when you somehow kind of look back and go uh you know he died for this he died for all of this so that we can have this i think what this is is called consequences playing in real (laughs) life he wasn't a total asshole for a lot of years and eventually that's gonna you're gonna run over yourself a couple times. Listen, like total asshole seems like a stretch. Huh? <laughs> right? We are welcoming new listeners this week, right? Is that not the deal? Guys, this year I think We're my still job not is welcoming to... that kind of <laughs> No, listener. no. I think it might be my job this year to bring a little bit of that what's that fire? Uh the 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 red uh to the <laughs> to the table. I might just listen, I even thought last night about uh how I might not vote for Trudeau. Oh, yeah, that's right. okay. That's different. That Canadian is different, politics. Right? That is yeah. different. I'm going to be honest with you. I know that some people want to always equate it. And I just want to remind people that Canadian and like American wise, yeah. politics should never really be a team sport. Right. And like, you, you know, you can't, like, you uh, can't compare voting for Trudeau to voting for Obama. Like it, they're totally different people. Like there's, the liberals are like somewhere in the middle of, right? They're more correct. Middle, right? Yeah, we've talked about this. Like, hey, left. welcome back, listeners. You remember my <laughs> rant on the how America needs four parties instead of two? Yeah. Well, yeah. that's exactly the case, right? Like, we get we get the benefit of having. Um, now, here's the issue that I kind of see: is as much as the PPC in Canada is a little crazy, <laughs> um, it would be nice to see them have a little bit more power. Because then that would keep the conservatives a little bit towards the middle, right? Because right now we've got four lefty parties, right? Like, I mean, hate to say it if you're a righty listener. Um, I love you all the same, but like, let's, a, let's, let's take in the facts, right? 
100% of the vote comes in and 30% of it goes to you. There's still 70% out there. And that generally is not going to other conservative parties. It's going to the NDP, the Liberals, the Greens, and even the Bloc, which they fall in a weird little... They're very left in their own way, but they're very right in their own way, right? So it's split. Now, a consolidated conservative side is good for them. It's not so good for the others. Like, But I think the fact that like the liberals manage to still win, or the NDP can even manage under Jack Layton to be the official opposition, where they're splintered into three or four groups, and you're just one big giant monolith, should tell you enough about the country and how it is. So I think the raw rawing of like the idea of like Canada is as right wing as America can kind of like everybody needs to tamper that a bit. Like it makes you sound foolish. It really does. Um, but if you come out and say that there are conservative policies and principles in Canada that make sense and you can point to like Mulroney or Joe Clark or uh, previous like Diefenbaker. Yeah, sure. Fine. Do it. Cause that makes sense. They were, they were not dumb. They weren't, you know, I mean, they weren't dumb enough to say that they were Republican friendly or Trump friendly. You know, they're Mulroney was never going to have a barbecue uh, on July 4th celebrating Donald Trump. And there are people doing that in like Guelph, Ontario, which makes yeah. no effing sense to me. Right. So yeah. that's all. <clears throat> but anyways, <laughs> Donald will save us. <laughs> And I think the way he does that is by, I think the, the, the idea is like at some point in time, I've, I've grew up on this. I don't know if it's a principle for you. I don't think my parents really employed it on me, but like teachers, you know, senseis, baseball coaches, they did shame. Shame always worked on me, right? Like, it's like, you can, you can't scare me into doing something. Uh, you can't, you can't like allowed me and tell me I'm amazing and tell me to do something. You can definitely shame me into doing stuff though. Right. Yeah. I think and I got bullied. <laughs> bullied in baseball. Bullied into baseball. Okay. Yeah. Here's a Let's home video the of me. Ball, John. I, There's I a home video of that. me playing baseball in grade four, and you can hear the third base coach on the video say, John, there's donuts at home plate. Like Oh god, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That's actually like, fucking funny though, right? That's a good <laughs> roast, isn't it? If you think about it now, that's not a pretty for a 10 year old. <laughs> no, but I mean, listen, how old do you think the coach was? He was probably your age right now. No, no way. Like, I don't, I mean, it's really hard to judge. Think about it from that. I got a kid in grade four. I got 42, a kid in grade seven. Okay. So I'm saying I could have been that third base coach yelling at some kid around like you too old to demean a child, like give a child body dysmorphia. I think (laughs) that's the perfect time to be working on your material in case you got a stand up gig or a hot mic that night, man. Like stop defending that guy. What team are you on right now? (laughs) I'm on team. Make a good joke when you can, you know it. Cause that's a good fucking joke. (laughs) Anyways, uh, I got bullied, and I still continue to, apparently. Yeah, well, you got to suck it up and grow up a bit. It's 2023. <laughs> Be a modern man and, like, you mention, are how, mention how you're sad, but don't, like, be all, I know, right? Oh, I'm Knuff. Don't worry. <laughs> or Knuff? I don't even know. Oh, goodness. I don't know when if did... you know the Barbie, right? You know the Barbie plotline, right? I don't want to spoil it for you. I know you might see the movie. I don't. I don't know. But my, but my favorite take on it has been so far, um, all of the, 
Okay, so here's the beautiful thing about Greta Gerwig. She's just a genius little woman, right? Uh, little woman, get it? Huh? Um, she's just genius in the sense that she knows when she's going to write something and it's going to be funny and kind of be pop culturally and stuff. And, like, you can't have a message that's heavy-handed in any way, right? It just can't. It can't be, like, a message movie because then it's going it's gonna to turn a lot of people off, even the people who are going for a fun time. But what you can always do is have, like, a very tongue-in-cheek take of something that's a message, right? And and if people take a message from it, then it's kind of like exposes them more than it exposes anything else, right? That's the perfect way to do it in the sense of uh, any of the dudes who came out of Barbie complaining about what they saw in the movie pretty much outed themselves and exposed themselves in the exact way that you would expect those people to do. So it was like just perfect in the sense that no one who is rational or whatever would have come out of there and been like, blah, blah, blah. But it's just, that's fine. We live in this world right now where people are on Instagram, TikTok and stuff, doing reels and lives and constantly exposing themselves in the sense of like, that's just how ignorant they might be or just how xenophobic or homophobic or racist they might be, right? All those things, or in this case, misogynistic. Um, I thought, I thought it was pretty fucking clever. And I only, I didn't really pay a lot of attention to it until Mark Marin got in trouble for, for tweeting and like going on his Instagram and telling anybody who had a problem with it, that they were, that they were, that they were the butt of the joke. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of put like fire on like a flame that was kind of going, but not really in a great way. Like it's a billion dollar movie and you can't, you can't just shut up. Right, like it's perfect. I, uh, I gotta, uh, I gotta see that still. I'd like to see I, that. I think you're gonna enjoy it. I, I think uh, it'll be. Um, I think you're enough. I think you are. <laughs> hey, when does your uh, Silverado come? Uh, oh, uh, well, okay. It comes. Funny story. Ford ended up canceling my F one fifty Lightning electric pickup truck order. And uh, so I ended up going into the Chevy. They said they got the Silverado EV because as much as I'm a Republican, I'm also an environmentalist because guess what? Conservatives conservation of the uh, environment. That was a pretty big fucking deal. That was half the reason we called ourselves conservatives back in like the twenties <laughs> and thirties, to be honest. Uh, so, so I'm um, going to stick to it. Using less water is as conservative as it comes. <laughs> That's the idea. Uh, hey, man, we didn't start the fucking national parks under the lefty snowflake program. We did it with the red, bright, blooded wing. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but, you know, <laughs> the blood that's in my right veins. <laughs> right veins only. <laughs> ah, man. No. Uh, yeah. I. Uh, it's hopefully next week. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Was I supposed to do the Silverado fucking read? Was that the thing? Oh, I know we promised to do reads better this year, but I that's OK. It's OK. They weren't paying us. <laughs> well, no, I did get the free test drive. <laughs> what have you seen in our time away? Have you caught up on anything? Honestly, though, is it not? Um, I don't listen. I'm I'm sympathetic to the writers uh, on the picket lines. I am. You know me and my love of writing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, can it, confirm. Be it not for $750 a year, I would probably be a guild member in Canada. But, like, the guild members in Canada do not get 
anything of the, the Americans. So it's kind yeah. of pointless. But anyways, uh, fuck, it's a great time to catch up on things, isn't it? There's no yeah. real new content. It's all stuff that's been kind of pre-prepared and already ready. Um, you know, the best part about it is come <laughs> September, it's only going to get better, right? Like this might be the September where I actually will watch all of Abbott Elementary and be ready for the new <laughs> season of Abbott Elementary. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, what other fucking shows are on television that are away? People are, oh, <laughs> yes, that one. Coming um, back to Hulu, I hear. Uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah, it's been fun, man. I've been working through my list. And uh, not to say I haven't been enjoying the summer, but it's, you know, the doldrums of summer. There's not a lot of sports waiting for football to begin. Baseball's kind of in, like, its boringest point of the year. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good stuff. What have you, I've been, you know me, stand-up, documentaries, movies, a lot of good things I would recommend. Um, but I don't want to sit here and list off 50 of them, but... They're all great. I yeah, I um, I watched Guardians. Made a DM, I guess. Right. <laughs> I watched Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was acceptable, right? I mean, it was fine. I watched uh, Secret Invasion as well, which started out really, really strong, and then petered out pretty, pretty hard. Um, yeah, is what the sure. is what? Listen, I'm not. I don't. We've yeah. we've we've kicked the the hornet's nest to death to death here on the reviews and how they're working and how they don't work. And listen, when you tell me that the final episode ended with a 6% on Rotten Tomatoes, then that's kind of like, Oh, um, but apparently the critics themselves have had enough. Like, and, and I think it's, it's hard. Um, based on what I could tell, I think that's a show that many a times we've mentioned some of these Marvel properties, they don't need to be week to week. Right? Yeah. Secret, secret invasion to me feels like it should have just been like what is it six episodes i think right just yeah drop the whole damn thing right like it's i ugh. think my issue was and i messaged you about it episode two was like the best acting i've ever seen from samuel L. jackson like it was an amazing episode and yeah. i just don't think you could have gone up from there like it was just everything yeah. went down from that point because it was so good but, do you do you find like critics just don't have respect and revere though, right? Like what you just said is a big deal that it may have been Sam Jackson's best performance. And Sam Jackson's a man who's been around a long fucking <laughs> yeah. time. Yes. Right? So And been in a lot. And we and you can tell like if you know, some people get that executive producer credit on something and they don't really deserve it other than like just its tenure and whatever. And I did notice that on the Secret Invasion series Sam Jackson did have an exact producer credit, but I feel like he was an involved producer in this show, right? Like it felt like he was really trying to be the best Nick Fury that he could for this and all that. And it was just a shame that the critics just decided, Hey man, we're just going to rip it apart because we want to. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it was as horrible (laughs) as they want you to believe it's possibly it's possibly uh, a victim of its own casting, though, in that you just expect so much when you've got an Olivia Colman uh, and a Ben Mendelsohn. And, right, like, they, the cast of that is, I guess, supposed to be, like, a very prestigious cast, right? Um, but it's still a Marvel show, right? So well, I don't know if the credits treated it properly. 
it's got to be more than six episodes to take advantage of all those people too. Like, what can you tell? Like, it's a Nick Cage story. Fury. Ultimately, it's got to have Nick Cage in it. Fury. Sure. Right. Like in. Hey, is that his well, name, you... Nick Page? That... Why am I feeling like that's not his name? <laughs> Are you talking Nick Fury? Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah. See? That's okay. Nick Everybody's Fury. got Nick Cage on their minds lately. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I, listen, it's a setup thing, right? A lot of people were upset with the finale, I guess, because it sets up the Marvel's movie, which <laughs> like is already you know going to open to like 12%. On Rotten Tomatoes, just because of the nature of women, it's like there's just so many stupid things that are like it's. I don't understand, right? It, um, did it set up the Marvels movie? I don't think so. Amelia Clark is the big villain in the Marvels movie. She is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that from the ending of the of Secret Invasion. Like yeah. watching Secret Invasion di- didn't make me think. Oh, I bet she turns into a villain. Um, I don't know. Not to spoil it for you, but she doesn't end a villain. It's just the 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 way that Marvel's trailer played out. I don't know, hmm. right? Like I, when you watch the the trailer for the Marvels or whatever, it's very clear she's gonna do bad things, and they're trying to stop her. But perhaps they've got the wrong read on it. You know, it could be. Uh, yeah. Who knows? I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I just take it in now. I I've, I'm kind of. I'm not at the level with Marvel where I am with wrestling, which is to say, I just don't even know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Right. Like I know what's going on with the Marvel world, but I'm not into it. The, the way I was like, let's say into wrestling in 1997 where I was on the blogs and I was like, Oh, I wonder what happened at the house show last night. I mean, like it's, it's been a long time since that kind of nerdiness for, for wrestling and like the nerdiness for Marvel's kind of waning too. But the interest in Marvel is still there. Right. Like as long as they they make something that's decent, worth watching. But the truth is, it's like I I don't even know when Secret like Secret Invasion came out, like I want to say two months ago. And I'm just now getting to it. Right. Like Guardians, I just watched now as well, even though it was in theaters. So there's a lot of that kind of stuff where the waiting's coming around. And I'm going back to my older kind of love of just things like winning time uh, on on HBO. Um shit pretty much anything on hbo right like it's i'm back in that wheelhouse and i don't know what happened but it felt like there was a like a five to ten year period where after sopranos and like after entourage i was kind of like what am i watching on hbo and i wasn't really a big like um i don't know what's that like deadwood I wasn't a big Deadwood. Like, I wasn't those kinds of shows, like Carnival, like HBO. Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, like, I was watching a little bit of Boardwalk Empire because I liked The Sopranos, but, like, it wasn't enough for me, right? Mm-hmm. So so I was kind of lost, and then you got Netflix and all these distractions, but I found my way back to HBO with, like, the White Lotuses of the world and stuff like that, and it's just, it's fun, right? Like, I mean, it's not to say it's uh, better than Marvel, but it's just, it's nice. To have that. The only thing I have is this now watching all of this other crap, like others, like the FX shows and the HBO shows and everything catching up. I've now come to understand just how much I hate like the Emmy categories and how they make no sense because like none of the best dramas are dramas. They're all comedies, right? Like Succession. Succession is a fucking satire with like an element of drama to it. It's it's more of a comedy show. Just because it makes you laugh when, like, because it's satirical. So it shouldn't be in the drama category. And then a show like Barry, um, man, 
like it was really funny in the first season, but by season four, it's really like emotional and like mm. they don't want to make you laugh and they're not interested in making you laugh. And that doesn't feel like something that should be in the best comedy category. So it's just a lot of that is happening, but it's fun. The best like, comedy is not funny at all. Eh? Yeah. Like the, the best comedy, like the bear, mm-hmm. the bear is not really funny. It's just, it happens to be 30 minutes long. Did you watch that? I watched that in our, within our break. Season yeah. two. Yeah. It's good, right? Like the bear yeah. is good. And it's just like, but it's not a comedy. No. Right. And, and so it shouldn't, it, those are the things. And, and why that bugs me is because it kind of, uh, it muscles out the shows that are actually doing what they're supposed to do. Like an only murders in the building, which I'm excited for, which will be coming out this week. It's actually funny and it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll never win in that category because of the bear and Barry and those kinds of shows that pretend to be like, it's just, that's the unfortunate part. Right. Too soon. Yeah. Long gone are the days where like modern family wins like nine years in a row. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Always sunny. Just keeps winning. Yeah. It was like, uh, it just to be cheers. And then it was just like Frasier. And then like, cause like people have think Seinfeld won a ton of Emmys, but it never really did. It was always nominated, but like they act like Julia Louis Dreyfus won a bunch of them. Um, George, uh, sorry, Jason Alexander won a bunch, <laughs> and Michael Richards won a couple. But Jerry never won. Like Seinfeld never won any for playing Jerry, uh, and the show never won any for being the best comedy because there was always a Frasier or a Friends or a something else to take the. It's so funny how it works out in history like that, though. Jerry was the worst actor on that show. Oh. Other ones were actors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you have two boys, right? At last count. Um, <laughs> and they're like what tweens almost, basically. Uh, I would say one is a as a tween, uh, yeah. and the other one is on his way, I guess. Yeah. So um, I'm asking for your background because I assume that you guys are uh, Mr. Big. Or Mr. Beast fans. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I'm, I don't know what I am on Mr. Beast. They are Mr. Beast guys, right? Yeah. They, they love them. They, they brought me around to them. They brought me around to them to the point where like, you know, if Jimmy Kimmel's got Mr. Beast on as a guest, uh, I might check it out so that I can understand a bit more of like what's <laughs> going on. Right. Like I understand he's trying to save the seas, uh, and save the trees and doing some things in between. Um, and though the things are, man, like I see this guy on Joe Rogan. I see this guy hanging out with Elon. I see this guy as a child who's 26, maybe now 27. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, something young, young enough that he's still trying to figure out his way in the world. And you know what I mean? Like when he did the thing where he bought everybody new eyes and he didn't realize how easy it was to do, but didn't realize that it's super expensive to do if you're really poor and just <laughs> tweeted out that like naive little child thing of like when, why can't everybody just get free eyes? Right. It's like, it's like, well, not everybody's fucking got access to Mr. Beast, bro. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, so I think he's 25. He's an interesting kid. He He's, um, he's the kind of dude that I hope Obama has reached out to just to make sure that he knows he can call. You know what I mean? 
Like, I would just love for a Barack Obama to have been like, hey, uh, Mr. Beast, uh, whenever you got anything on your mind, you just give me a call, right? Because I don't want him to only think he can only reach out to Elon or Joe. You know what I mean? That's the point. Because it's, it's yeah. I there's think a lot nice. of good there in that kid, but it's like, it's also very easy. You know what I mean? Like, he made a pretty big deal, like, by turning down an offer of, like, it was close to, like, $300 million for his channel, right? Um, and it was an offer from like one of the biggies. It wasn't like a nobody. It was kind of like a Viacom or somebody who wanted it. Well, I have a different uh, opinion on Jimmy Donaldson than you. I've been, uh, I've been, uh, talking subtly about unsubscribing to Mr. Beast for a few of our previous episodes. Oh, wow. Because I think he's more akin to an Elon. I don't think he deserves that call from Obama. Because. I think that uh, he does charity in the same way that Elon says we need to we need to colonize Mars for the sake of humanity. Like he's you're fucking he's not, fired up. <laughs> he's not like a cool dude who's like a cool uh, influencer or YouTuber making fun videos for him and his friends. He has that channel to start fun because it funds his philanthropy channel but he's he's just like some dork who's counting cards and was like hired by some gangster because the girl that he's simped for is like got in trouble and he's like trying to bail her out and he's played by like 2015's jesse eisenberg like he's like cracked the code and he's he's cracked the code and he's making the most money he's on a mission to be the you know the biggest youtuber of all time or whatever and he's close right he is. He is. Uh, he just surpassed PewDiePie's like, like watches and like or viewings or whatever they call it and stuff. So he's way up there. But he's doing it for, for that. Like you know, he lives in a one bedroom apartment or whatever, and like all the kind of that bullshit that you've talked about a bunch in the past, like that kind of scam. And listen, he was just listen. in the news. Don't you put me under the bus with you on this one. In the past, in the past, listen, new listeners, new joiners. In the past, I may have said some disparaging things about our friend, Mr. Beast. Um, but, you know, Mr. Beast, he hangs out with good fellows like Elon and Joe. Okay. I know you got to say that. So your children still love you. Um, the reason so he's on my mind. Auto. Yeah. The reason he's on my mind is that. Um, he just uh, he sued. Do you know about uh, Mr. Beast Burger or Beast Burger or whatever? You must have had it. I bet you your kids. No, no. I act, I mean, listen. We we will. We have limits, right? Like with the kids. I, I mean, as much as I want to be rah rah capitalism, uh, I do have a bit of a, an idea of like, let's hey, maybe not feed the beast in this case. Um, <laughs> And so it was, yeah, I've seen the pop-ups, I guess. That's what it is, right? It's kind of like a ghost kitchen idea or something like ghost that. Kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen it on the Uber Eats or something from time to time. It's not fucking there all the time. But, uh, yeah, I uh, no, I haven't given them money. Okay. Uh, you know, I just, I got plenty of other places to go for burgers. I Listen, like, maybe a wall burger. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll do a right. But have I'm not you heard? A, have you heard anything about it? Like, have you heard um, people liking it or anything like that? 
I've seen the occasional Instagram post of just the bag and logo cup. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know if people are eating it and liking it as much as they're like enjoying the concept of being able to have it. I guess. So, uh, uh, Mr. Beast Burger or whatever it's called Beast Burger, I guess. Sorry. I'm old. Um, has a, like a two, a score on Yelp. Like it has a rating of two stars. It's, um, Pretty terrible for the most part. There's like YouTubers who've tried it on camera, who've done like things about um, oh, that's fucked. like uh, ghost kitchens and stuff. And uh, they've tried it on camera and it looks nothing like it. Um, there's been videos. I've, I saw Jimmy, <laughs> Mr. Beast on TMG podcast. Okay. And he was talking about how, uh, and he's, I'm, I'm not the, First person to pick this up, but uh, he was talking about how oh anyone can open a beast burger. It's super easy. Anyone can do it. You just quickly take our training course. You buy our ingredients, and um, I think there's a problem with just letting anyone do it. Yeah, I mean, even McDonald's makes you go to fucking Clown University or whatever it is. So this has been a problem. The fact that this is a bad burger. And and you know the standards are down because it's just anyone doing it too. So yeah. and it's like primarily feeding children. So there's issues with that. And Mr. Beast is suing the company. Uh, I I don't know if you're interested in like, call, like virtual dining concept. He's suing them. So <laughs> so Mr. Beast is suing this company because the quality of these burgers, the rating, the image is really hurting his business. Okay. So, or his brand or whatever, right? And so, um, he Oof, sued them hurts. and then like yeah. five days later or whatever, um, this, uh, so he's back in the news because this virtual dining concept is counter su- suing Mr. Beast for like over a hundred million dollars. Now, do you, okay. So Mr. Beast was like, Hey, you guys are fucking up my image. Yeah. By not using the ingredients I want or not standardizing the process and training the way I asked you to but or whatever. This is right? responsibility, right? This is my um, issue. We'll get into yeah. It. Yeah. No, I was gonna, I'm just trying to get the lay of the land there. And then they come back and sue him uh, for a ton saying what? So, that he didn't deliver on that? Yeah. So they're saying that hmm. uh, he uh, breaches. Oh, a countersuit. Okay, so the countersuit from virtual dining will most likely be this motherfucker shouldn't have said anything bad about us. Now our value has gone down, and he's our primary like shareholder or some shit maybe. And okay, okay, so, he should have came to us behind closed doors and told us what his issue was. Right. Uh, okay. So, okay, I here's the big question to me: is whose That's fault strange. is it that the product isn't good in the end? Because ghost kitchens operate all over the U.S. Yeah. And really the biggest problem one is Beast Burger. Is that because of its volume? Is that because it's anyone can do it and it's just our quick training course? Like, is he not? I don't think that Mr. I blame Mr. Beast here. I'm taking this side because I think that he is responsible. Like, it should be up to him to ensure that the quality is, like, the the cooking is trained and that they have the right quality stuff. Cause like nothing even looks like the product. 
it it advertises like smash burgers and none of these look like smash burgers when you see them and like yeah now okay i'm listen i'm just going to play devil's advocate mm-hmm. for the fun of it i don't yeah, know where well, i stand on this to be honest cuz i don't have the facts i haven't read into it and i don't really know enough about it but i'm thinking we've all been to you know a, a subway or maybe like an arby's yeah, or, or like a Mr. Sub or something where you walk in and there's just one thing's off, right? Like you can tell that this is the one thing that this franchisee owner definitely has a beef with like head office about. And he's just not going to carry bottled pop and you're only getting cans. Or it might be uh, a certain Tim Hortons maybe doesn't want to carry certain products and will only carry I mean, like things like that. Yeah. If you, if you have a Mr. Sub and you go and you grab the lettuce from a different place because you don't want the lettuce from there, you're probably the one responsible. Um, so the problem here is, or what Mr. Beast needs to prove is that the people that weren't following the book or the guidelines were virtual dining concepts, Inc whose job it was to ensure the quality, the standards, and the, like, I don't think he would have gotten into that saying, it's my job to go restaurant to restaurant and make sure each one of these looks the same way. I'm pretty sure he's covered on that. Like, if he's not, then he's like, clearly not as bright as we all thought, right? That would have to be built into a contract where it would just be like, that's, that's why I'm giving you this, right? That's the same concept of like, uh, when Apple will strike a deal with Foxconn and be like, you guys are building my phones. And you got to build my phones the way I'm telling you to build my fucking phones. Because if you don't, and people are out there, and they're getting iPhones that aren't the same as the iPhone next to them, we got a problem. And if that doesn't happen, is it Apple's fault? Or is it Foxconn's fault? Now, I don't know what we would, like, I think he's got a legal leg to stand on. I think the problem is, what he's suing them for and what they're suing him for are two different things. So right? I think so. Yeah. Basically, I think, like, I think he's going to, I think Mr. Beast is going to have a harder time proving his case. than virtual dining concepts will have proving their case, like encounter. You know I mean, like they can prove he said disparaging shit that has had a negative impact on their business. Right. I don't know if he can prove that they were, purposefully negligent or didn't follow the standards that he had set. Like, I don't know if he, like, that's where I think this will get interesting. I think that, I think in paper, he'll have the leg up, but I think what the difference is between what, what like Mr. Beast did with VDC, which is the abbreviation of this company versus like a McDonald's or a subway or whatever is like McDonald's and subway and all those have like, the teams, the store opening teams, oh. come to the new store, train the staff, work there for like two, three weeks or whatever, and get get the fuck out to the next store. No one centralized was visiting all of these Beast Burgers. They were probably getting like a friggin' DVD package or whatever, mm-hmm. and like a video training <laughs> that they yeah. did or not, right? So I think yeah, there was no like area manager or like the yeah. regional vice president who checks in on all the franchise. Like that's so I true. Think still up to, I think it's still up to Mr. Beast because if he's not happy with his product and his name, 
then he should have tried to fix that as opposed to, and what they're saying, like one of the things I'm seeing here about the uh, suit is that it's a breach of the agreement because he's trying to negotiate a new deal to serve his own monetary interests or whatever. So because it's not working out for him with this company. That's fair. I, I had a feeling that Beastburger wasn't ever going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It just felt like a gimmick to me. Like I thought, I honestly thought it was something that was only supposed to be around for a month. <laughs> right. Like I, I had no idea it was still on go. Like I didn't know it was continuously. I can still get a burger somewhere. I thought it was like July of 2021 for the entire month. We're going to do this. And then after that, it's gone. Yeah. Um, that well, may have been just the smarter way to do it, I think. You know why it stayed around? Because it was a $150 million business last year. Yeah. So <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. <clears throat> Imagine being such a big YouTuber that yeah. one of your fucking side projects alone generates 150 mil. Do you think that he did better than, like, um, if we look it up, like, what did Jersey Mike's make in revenue last year? Do you know what oh, I mean? God. Yeah, exactly. Um, oof. God. Listeners, if you're new, this is something we do here. Uh, we're known for our quick wiki fingers, which is to say, when something strikes us like this and we're both curious about it, we'll get to work. And when we get to work quickly, sometimes we find things. Quickest you want to know find what? things. Google. <laughs> Google. Okay. Sponsoring this week's episode. It's already pretty funny. Um <laughs> Mr. Okay, big uh, Beast Burger made $150 million in revenue. Okay. Jersey Mike's in 2022 made $6.3 million. So it is way, way, way huge. Like it's, so now I got to like, how much did Arby's wow. make? How, how much did Arby's make? Or how much did Burger King make in revenue? Like, is it up there with like the top echelon? Maybe Arby's isn't top. Arby's, like, listen, no, but you Arby's would be a fair comparison because you can't really compare against like thirty thousand global McDonald's locations, right? Like that's just an unfair thing. Um, yeah, okay. Arby's is in the billions. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh damn, Arby's, eh? Arby's is killing it in the billions. Yeah, yeah. Holy beep's shit. gone up, man. Beep's gone up. Son of a bitch, man. I would have pegged them at like a seven hundred million dollar a year business. You know what I mean, like. How many fucking yeah. roast beefs can you sling? Holy shit. Man, a whole bunch of them. <laughs> we are a fat fucking peoples, eh? Holy <laughs> crap. Arby's in the billions. I like Arby's. <laughs> well, fuck, no shit. <laughs> right, there we go. Uh, you know, okay, that makes my heart hurt because you know Harvey's. Harvey's is probably struggling to get to like 150 million a year. Because they're Canada. Canada yeah. only. You're not going to. Yeah. Right. And like, so Harvey's uh, revenue. Harvey's Burgers revenue. What do you think? Harvey's revenue is 11.2 mil. This is from Zoom Info. Could be incorrect, but yeah, man, even similar webs got me 10 to 15 mil a year. Uh, The total recipe Unlimited Corp has raked in about 873 million for the quarter, which is good. But that Harvey's is only making, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like that giant fucking gift card that's got like every single restaurant on it. So you got to, man. So think about that. So the amount of business it's done. Wow. And it's got a two star rating on Yelp, which means that like a lot of people, 
think have gotten a bad experience. Because it's burgers and fries. Like, how possible would it have to be for the 12 year old kid who ordered his favorite YouTuber's hamburger to like it? Like, it's got to be fucking bad to get a two, right? Yep. 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 Um, <laughs> sorry, man. I just wanted to get the right answer on the Harvey's question because it just felt wrong, right? <laughs> and so I wanted to just do some research there. Oh, I thought we were over the Harvey's thing. <laughs> Okay, so Harvey, okay, I've got 2000 and what year was this news release? 2007. Okay, John. This is, I'm trying to like, I was trying to get right numbers before the big combined combination of everything. So Harvey's had 286 restaurants in 2007. Guys, let's pivot. Let's pivot to learn more about Harvey's fiscal year. They served up more than 35 million grilled burgers and they had $220 million in sales. Grilled burgers. So, $220 $220 million in sales in 07. At that point, they were a division of Kara Operations. Um, so that's good. Yeah, that's actually I feel really like good. Arby's bigger than Beast Burger then. Oh, thank goodness. I was just concerned. The $16 million was the profit. Oh, my God. That's heartbreaking. Imagine having sold $870 million worth of chicken and food, and then you you only like kept $16 million of it because you spent $860 million? To like that's get the quality that control. That's the Man. quality control that goes into chains like that that you don't see in a ghost a kitchen Beast. franchise. Yep. You got it. You're, that's exactly it, right? The issue is he wants to renegotiate that deal because he doesn't. He didn't realize how thin those margins seem to be, right? He's counting cards. He's playing the game. He's be- the algorithm. That's what he's doing. Yep. We don't mm-hmm. need to give him this much attention. <laughs> I, I I guess I don't know. Like I don't, he doesn't he doesn't hit my my view as much. Like my kids know about him, but to be honest, I think they're busy doing other things too. Um, in that I I haven't seen much of him from them recently because my theory is that if you're not making YouTube shorts right now, <laughs> you lost the kids. Yeah, the kid, you've lost them already because they they. Uh, for anybody wondering who actually watches YouTube Shorts, it's the kids, it's the tweens, and they're on there, and because they've they've had it with full length YouTube videos already. Yeah, guaranteed he makes YouTube Shorts. Guaranteed. I would think so. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. For Listen, sure. I don't know, man. I don't want to get into a battle of YouTubers for the kids <laughs> and stuff, but like, I'm I'm <laughs> I am much much happier when my when my little guys are like, hey, check out this new Mark Rober video. Yeah. That delights me. Even he can be juvenile sometimes and all that stuff. But there's engineering. There's wit. There's no fake, like, let me hand out 100 Rolexes to my 100 best friends kind of crap, right? Um, that's the shit that I don't like about the Mr. Beast is the performative charity. Performative charity is something that, like, I guess I may have just coined the form, but I still don't like it, right? Like, the idea of all these things we see is, like, I'm on, on Instagram and I'm going to, hey, guy. Hey, buddy, have you ever yeah. been to a basketball game before? No. Guess what you and your dad are doing tonight? And, like, it's like, shut the fuck up, bro. Just give them the tickets and go on. Nobody cares. You know and what like, else? I think that there's a, a good distinction between is that Mark Rober, when your kids watch, Mark Rober's peddling Crunch Labs, which is, like, his engineering creative, like, a toy that your kids can use. And, like, you as a parent can be proud that they're making this shit. Whereas, uh, 
Mr. Beast is peddling Beast Burger, which is like made in business offices across the country by people who don't know how to cook because they took his quick and easy uh, training course. And like, <laughs> it also shows you how how unprofitable his mind is in the sense that what he does can't be monetized properly. Handing out money to people on the street is hard to turn into a money making enterprise, right? Dude That's perfect. Right? Yeah. Like, no, but like it's like the idea of like dude perfect, as annoying as those guys are. Guess what? Them partnering with Nerf makes total fucking sense. Right. They can sell a shit ton of dude perfect nerf guns and they'll <laughs> both get rich. Right? Like that's the idea. What I'm trying to get at is like everybody can do their but like how's he supposed to monetize giving away money? It's hard. So it's it's gotta be a beast burger. It's gotta be like saving the seas and the grift is there somewhere. Well, I'll tell you, right? I know a little bit about it. Like the grift, I mean, I don't know too much. I'm not an expert, but the grift is those videos where he gives away money or buys people eyes or lives on an island or whatever are those get all the eyeball. They're they're an event. They're something that makes people want to watch. And then Mr. Beast also has a reactions channel. He has a gameplay channel. And those are income producing and they help fund the one that he's um, where he's like giving away $10 million or whatever. When I, you know, like, and he's actually been open about, he started those other channels to fund it. Which makes sense. But it's like, think of the idea of, I don't want to say it's unsustainable, but it's also the message that I hate, right? This whole idea that like society, we're fine. There's absolutely no issue with income inequality or or poverty and or anything because like the the the, the big hearted benevolent billionaires are going to help us out, right? Bezos will take care of the malaria and Bill Gates will take care of the AIDS. We'll be fine, guys, right? Like it's it shouldn't come down to that, right? Like it it shouldn't be the number one viewed videos of him running around handing out cash because there should be tons of people in there going like. There's not enough cash in the world for you to hand out. Like you just can't fix everybody. And like the fact that I'm watching this video and I think you're a hero because you can only fix a hundred people doesn't mean shit. Have a bigger fucking impact, start a political action committee, have a platform, do something where everybody gets the change. Right? Like that's, I don't know, man. Right? Like it's just, it is what it is, but that's the YouTubers. That's just what they do. I'm giving you a slow clap here because you're slowly moving over to my side. Well, no, I mean, listen, (laughs) um, the truth is I can give you a list of a ton of YouTubers right now that are telling the truth every day Mm -hmm. and don't get the attention that a Mr. Beast does. Yeah. Um, And they've got all the real info on all the real wars. Um, You know, you'll usually find them. They'll have skull and bones in their logos. Um, (laughs) They're there, man. They're there. They're telling the truth. And I'm not, I said, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, joke, truth, but I, I joke, but I don't joke at the same time. It's just that like all those conspiracy theories that some of these guys are like peddling right now, they haven't been conspiracy theories. They've been actual fact for quite some time, but it's just the repackaging of the way I saw this little fucking 30 second YouTube short clip that came up of this guy. Um, you may know him. He's kind of like, he, he almost looks like an Iranian Persian guy, but he looks like he comes across like a fucking real estate agent and he talks like this and he's, and he's very authoritative and he sounds like he knows everything he's talking about, but what he's really done is he's read a lot of Wikipedia and he's remembered. 
remembered it. And so he talks to Joe and he's like, hey, Joe, Joe, do you know about these fucking, uh, do you know about these bankers? You know about these bankers, Joe? And Joe's got that little dumb fucking deer. Hey, I love Rogan, but like he's got that look that is there to sell clicks, right? That like, I don't, I'm about to learn something I don't know, look, right? And it's like, okay, Joe, I'm going to tell you how these bankers really run the world. And they make it sound like it's fucking new information. But it's not. (laughs) And that's what kills me is like, bro, I saw this documentary on BBC in 1999. Right? Like, yeah, we've already been over this. Right? Like, it's it's some of those things. Like, it's like not to be okay boomer about it. But it's like when you hear some of these people now, it's kind of like, oh, bro, did you just find Loose Change? Like, the documentary or something? Because that came out a long fucking time ago. Or like... It's somebody who's just like, I just watched Zeitgeist. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're 20 fucking years behind the fucking curve. It's not like that. Because even when that shit came out, it wasn't really that much conspiracy. It was just packaged in the way you guys are packaging it now. That was all fucking factual shit you could pull out of the sky at any given time. So, like, this whole, you know about this, you know about that. And it's kind of like, no, but, like you have just basically read a wiki page and if you do more work you'll find out that it's way fucking worse than that and that's what's actually kind of the scary part sometimes and this is where our our new listeners you're gonna enjoy the ride this year but the truth is half the time it's way fucking worse than what they're thinking and that's the part that should actually scare them is that while they're worried about fucking lizard people and like their neighbor being a child trafficker the truth is there's actually a bit more happening and you're kind of actually playing into it and allowing it to happen by just letting this nonsense fill up your air time. It's just, it's a, there are some really bad fucking people out there, bro. And it's I like, think, they've been actually out in the open for quite some time. I think I'm going to take this in series four of can you confirm that I'm going to play the role of the optimist. And my doomsday. spin on that. My, I, I get to be doomsday. Yeah. My spin on, on this on Rogan presenting or whoever presenting the information like it's brand new is yes, it came up before. Yes. We've heard about it in the past and guess what? No one did anything about it. So you got to present it every uh, 20 years or whatever for a new generation to hear it in the hopes that maybe they'll fucking make a change because we already blew it. We're not going to do anything with it. It's been sitting on that on our, we've been sitting on it for how many years? Let's represent it. Maybe that's what's going on. Maybe that's why. I would hope so. It's my optimistic approach. You're trying. And I, hey man, that sounded pretty good to me. Um, But maybe that's the optimist in me. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Here's my, my thing. My theory is this, right? Like it's, you're always, there's always resistance to fact. Right. There just is. And then there's always an allure to opinion. Right. Like there's something sexy about somebody who doesn't really know what they're talking about when it comes to the facts, but they're really got a fucking opinion on a matter. There's something sexy about it. It really is. It's called facts are that the podcast. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Because facts are not fun to anyone except for the person writing the encyclopedia. Right. They find it fun, but they know as well as anyone else knows you can record all the facts you want in books and shit, but if nobody's paying attention to them, it doesn't matter. Right. And in July is the hottest year we've ever had. 
they're worried about how there's no like ice shelf right now in Antarctica. Like there's this, the, the funniest article yesterday was the one where it's like, even the scientists that are normally are alarmed are very alarmed. Like it's like, and the ones that normally don't give a shit are actually kind of giving a shit. Like it was like, Oh, cause it was indisputable fact of like, Hey guys, I know how we said like every summer things melt and then every winter things freeze. And that's good because Antarctica, like, you know, melts and freezes, melts and freezes. Um, but guys, a lot of this melted and then it didn't freeze again. Like it's gone. And they're like, Oh shit. How big? Like pretty fucking big chunk. Like the size of an entire country pretty much is gone. Like Germany has disappeared. It's like, Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, you should be alert. Like, you know what I mean? But it's, it's, we're hearing it. You have a dude literally standing there going, guys, like, I don't know how to tell you this. I'm, I've been called in front of Congress to tell you how aliens exist. Um, I'm here today because for the past year, the government has tried to tell you that aliens exist and none of you have been listening. Um, so they thought that this might help. I doubt it. See you later. Right. And then there's where we are is kind of the point of, everything's too late. I, I read this fun little article today or yesterday about how like solar, like I don't want to, we can do an entire energy episode another day, but all of these people who are always going on about how like you can't, you can't do any clean energy, clean energy is hard. Gas is that gas is king. It's like China in a matter of 10 years has already started to make more solar power in a year than any other fucking country has ever. And that's just because they shut up and did it, right? And they've got 90% solar power kicking through their country right now because they can. And somebody here had to be like, here's a rendering of what it would look like if we put solar panels on the sky dome, right? The idea being there's so many rooftops all across Toronto that could generate one-sixth of the power that they would need for the year if they would just put them up, but they're not... Right, like somebody somewhere is like it's too expensive, yet they don't realize it's really not. It was expensive. Do you know how it's cheap? Do you want to know how I know it's cheap, John? You know it's how cheap. How do you know it's cheap? You know it's cheap when when they just decide to throw it on the roof of a fucking car and be like, "Hey, you got a solar roof now," and it's <laughs> like six hundred bucks, bro. It's cool. And you're like, "Oh, neat." <laughs> That's how you know, right? Like. Sure. I, it's buddy. It's just sad to me that like now in 2023, after Japan's going through tropical storms, half of America's got either forest fires taking up things or flooding taking up things. There's no in between. Um, and everybody's like, "Hey guys, maybe, maybe, maybe we don't want to admit it, but maybe Al Gore was right." <laughs> Right. Welcome back to series four, where we're still in the darkest timeline, everybody. It's uh, learn to swim, folks. That's all I got to say. Um, <laughs> I, I believe the province of Quebec has just indicated that they're going to try to find a way to make sure that everybody there knows how to swim. Not fucking shitting you. Google that yourself if you'd like. <laughs> um, they say it's because of some deaths that have happened recently in the waters, but I think it's more because they know the waters around the St. Lawrence River shall start rising soon. 
Um, so we'll see, right? Saskatchewan's looking good right now. <laughs> Honestly, man, like if we play our cards right, um, and if we, ele- if we if we elect some strong leaders in this country for once, not some ineffectual drama teacher who can't even make his marriage work, uh, maybe we'll have a chance at, at being the fucking power we should be. Um, I hate to say it, but we actually need a dude like that right now because as the Arctic melts, right? Like, honestly, that's, that could be our Hawaii up north. Like, none of it could become, like, a fucking destination. Uh, <laughs> we might have, like, some nice cobalt mines up there, some nickel mines making all the batteries for the world. Like, shit. We could be, like, we could be bottling spring water from the Northwest Territories and shipping it worldwide. Like, we're sitting on everything we need to be, like, the best. Um, except for the fact that, like... Military, though. <laughs> No, like we'll we could do. Hard. We'll get. We'll be okay. Like the idea is just make some really good trades with your friends down south, and you'll be okay. But uh, it's really distance, man. Nobody wants to go north in this country, right? Like there's I, when you look at like those destination maps and stuff, and people up north really don't get it when they're like, "What housing crisis? I'm fucking surrounded by nothing but forest." Yeah. Like, I'm up here in a quallet, and I tell you, <laughs> acres, guys, lots and lots of acres, right? And it's just, we don't want to go. But we might. By 2040, bad. by 2050, shit, man, anything north of Winnipeg, if you're telling me it's always going to be like 29 degrees, I might. I might. You know, if Bell and Rogers band together to bring like to bring fiber optic internet to Saskatchewan, like to all those like <laughs> to all of manitoba fucking we'd all go i think that's holding me back okay you, you just kind of reminded me of something i wanted to rant about and i don't think i can connect it in any way but there is <laughs> the, the connection here is kind of the idea of like i i hate hearing now about how it's like our country's so big it's so vast it's hard to connect things like that's why there's no high-speed internet in certain places and it's like bitch no you're lying right like we know what mobile speeds can do just get some lte towers out there now it's way cheaper for you guys to go set up mobile towers all across the north and get us 5g across this country than it'll ever be for you guys to actually bury cables or five lines so forget it don't even do that anymore just Throw everything through the sky. And if you can't do it, it's really weird because apparently Nokia won a contract from NASA to put 5G or sorry, 4G on the moon so that when NASA starts landing people on the moon, they'll have Wi-Fi there. (laughs) Well, tune in next week to hear or next time. I should tune in next time to hear more about that. I will. I will leave it here. That entire project is going to cost $16.16 million. And you're telling me I can't get fucking Wi-Fi in none of it. Come on. East Burger could fund that. In a heartbeat. All right, everybody. Thanks again for tuning in to the first episode of Series 4. We're excited for this year. We've got some fun things planned, I think. We talked about it. (laughs) And, uh, we hope you guys come with us. Thanks again for showing up. Gorath, have yourself a great week, buddy. All right, man. I got to go get a burger. I'm out of here. Okay. See ya.
that's how you know it's going to be a civil war where yeah. you have to learn skills that you don't normally need to know. <laughs> yeah. Putting on <laughs> ice skates and shit. Oh, shit. <laughs>